From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Many of us have senior citizens in our lives, and during the coronavirus pandemic, there are some special concerns we need to be mindful of for their well-being. Speaking by phone with me is Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's the Distinguished Service Professor and Chair of Geriatrics at Upstate and the Director of the Center of Excellence for Alzheimer's Disease. Thank you for squeezing in HealthLink on Air, Dr. Brangman. Sure. Thanks for inviting me. Now, I understand that older people are perhaps at greater risk for this virus and with the highest fatality rate. Um, what are you telling patients and their families? So after the age of 50 or so, our immune system starts to get a little weaker. And then as you get older, your immune system becomes even more weaker. And then when you add on other medical problems, that's just another stress on your body so that when you get exposed to a virus, whether it's the flu or something like coronavirus, that becomes a stress that can overwhelm your system, and that makes it harder to do well. So the best thing that we're telling our older patients right now is to stay home. Just don't even try. So Go we on. want them to limit their contact with people who could potentially give them the virus. Now, most of my patients are not travelers, and they are mostly localized where they stay either, you know, around the immediate area, but they may come in contact with adult children or grandchildren who have traveled. Right. And the assumption that we all have to make is that everyone has the virus even if they don't have symptoms. And if you have that level of, of concern, then that helps you keep away from people as much as possible. So when you say, you know, no going out, does that mean no having people in as well? So you should not be inviting multiple family members over. And we have a lot of grandparents who are now wondering if they can help babysit for grandchildren who are home from school. And we do not recommend that at this time. Okay. But it's very hard to be completely isolated. So we would recommend that there's one designated person who does the interactions and comes into the home, say somebody needs help with groceries or getting errands done. Only one person should be the contact. Now, what about doctor's appointments? If you're a senior citizen living at home and you've got a doctor's appointment coming up, is that something you should still try to keep? So I would recommend that all older adults who are 65 and older, but especially if you're in your 80s and older, you should call your doctor's office ahead of time and find out if that appointment is really absolutely necessary. If it is necessary, your doctor will help you make plans to carry that out in the safest way possible. But if it's not necessary, then you should try to postpone it for as long as possible, and your doctor should be able to help you make that decision. Now, would, would you say that applies to dental care, um, hairdresser appointments, uh, things of that nature as well? So uh, if it's dental care, I would call the dentist and find out, again, if this is something that's absolutely necessary. So right now, you shouldn't leave your house for routine things like going to the hairdresser or the barber shop or any of those normal errands because you really want to limit your contact with people who might be carriers of this virus. 
So it should only be for really medical necessary reasons that someone leaves their home. Picking up prescriptions, for example, is very important. And if you don't have someone who can run that errand for you, then you might want to call ahead and find out if your prescription is ready. See if you could go early in the morning when there may be fewer people and then do an immediate pickup of your prescriptions and head immediately home. So in other words, we don't want older people waiting in long lines or being in crowded stores, trying to maintain at least a six-foot distance around you and other people is very important, but it's very hard to control other people's movements. So it's going to be a matter of getting some assistance or being creative and getting things done in ways that we're not normally used to having it done. Now, uh, some stores I've heard about are offering uh, senior citizens like to come in the first hour before they open. And I, I guess that's designed to, you know, not have a big crowd there and, and uh, make that available. Is that a good idea? So that's an excellent idea, and I would hope that more grocery stores and pharmacies would consider adding a kind of hour of protection for older adults to shop. The whole idea is to try to avoid crowds, especially with people who might have done some traveling. And um, having that hour where only older adults can shop quickly and go home would be ideal. Let me ask you about healthy seniors, people who maybe don't have any of those underlying illnesses, or maybe they have diabetes, but it's well-managed. Are they still at risk just because of the age and the natural decline in the immune system? So, yes, because our immune system declines as we get older, even if you're a healthy 80-year-old or a healthy 85-year-old, when your body is stressed, with a big infection like this virus can cause, that usually isn't a good thing to experience. And even if you have diabetes that's well controlled, that is still an extra stress on your body that can get in the way of having a good response when exposed to an infection like this coronavirus. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Sharon Brangman. She specializes in geriatrics, and we're talking about the potential impact of coronavirus on senior citizens. Now let's move to nursing homes. If you have a loved one in a nursing home right now, it's a pretty scary time. What can you do to help them or keep them safe? So we're very concerned about our nursing home patients because they are the frailest of all and they are least able to handle a bad infection like this coronavirus. So most nursing homes are restricting visitors at this time, and that's really to protect the older adults in the nursing home. So you're going to have to have another form of communication if you have a loved one in a nursing home, and that might mean calling them up if they're able to talk on the phone or maintaining phone contact with the nurses or other staff at the nursing home. But this is not the time to visit. Should people consider moving their loved one out of the nursing home? So that might be an option for some families, but that isn't a practical for many people because the care that someone is getting in a nursing home may be very hard for that family member, no matter how much they would love to do it, 
it may be just too hard for them to do. Nursing homes pay staff on three different shifts to provide this care. And when you bring a, a loved one home, you have to fill in all those details, and that can be very, very stressful. So I'm not sure that's always the best option. And right now, with nursing homes being so proactive and preventing visitors, there may be um, less worry about them getting an infection. What's your advice for helping reduce an anxiety level in someone who's older and they're in a nursing home and they're anxious about this? Is there anything that their loved ones can do to help? I mean, they can't be there in person. So this is where we have to rely on the nursing home staff to kind of be our, our stand-ins in these situations and reassure the patient. And I'm also concerned about people out in the community who may be feeling very isolated and so I would like us to figure out ways to reach out to older adults and help them from being so isolated, whether they can help them FaceTime or Skype or talk to them on the phone or drop off food in a way that helps you maintain that distance between them, maybe leaving the food outside their door or on their porch or something like that or helping them run errands. I think that even though we're maintaining physical distance, we should try to just double our efforts to call people and make sure we're in contact with them and see if they have any needs that we can help them meet. You mentioned meals, and I just wanted to point out that Onondaga County has an emergency meals hotline for seniors. It's 315-218-1987. Um, if they're in a situation where, you know, they need some help getting meals delivered to their home. I also wanted to ask you, how does a person um, with dementia deal with a situation like this? Are they aware of sort of a heightened anxiety level in people? So my experience with patients with dementia really depends on what stage of dementia they have. People with mild dementia may still have an awareness to realize that something is wrong. But even people with advanced dementia can often sense the emotions of the people around them and kind of absorb that anxiety, even though they may not be able to speak about it or remember the details of it from day to day, they can feel that anxiety or that emotion around them. So it's really important to make sure that if you're working with somebody who has any type of dementia or memory problem, that you try to give them information in very small bits that help, but don't layer in all the extra fear and worry because there's nothing they can really do about it. And this just can make them feel more um, anxious and and, um, feel more uneasy. And that's something that we have to try to shield from our older patients who have dementia. I know we cannot reverse the hands of of time, um, but if the immune system naturally diminishes as a person ages, is there anything we can do as we age to sort of boost our immune system? Or is there anything we can do now to improve our, our body's ability to fight the virus? So that is a very complex question, and it depends on every different individual. But in general, exercise is one of the best things to do to help your immune system, good sleep, and a healthy diet. 
and these are things that you have to work on ahead of time so that you're building it up. It can be a little hard to do it now on the short term. But in general, those are some of the things that we can do to kind of help our bodies stay safe and fight things that come from the outside world that can cause infection. And those are things, even as we're sort of isolating or or keeping ourselves away from one another, healthy diet is something we can try to maintain, right? So that's where some older adults may need help with a healthy diet. And even if you're home and you can't maybe take a walk um, as easily as you might have been able to in the past, you should try to get up and walk around your house as much as possible every hour or so. It is still okay to take a walk outside if you're walking with someone who's already in your household. If you're walking with someone who's not in your household, you have to do that with a six feet uh, distance between you. So let's review what information is most important. What can people do to reduce their risk? So in order to reduce your risk, it is probably a very good idea for people who are 65 and older to stay home. We don't want people to have contact with others out in the community right now because we don't know where the virus may be, and we know that some people can be spreading the virus without having outward symptoms of their own. If they start to notice any symptoms, and that could be an achiness, a fever, a runny nose, a cough, if there's any signs of things that may feel like an allergy that they don't normally have or a bad cold that they wouldn't expect to have, they should call their primary care physician. And that physician or nurse practitioner, whoever is their provider, can help them make a decision on the best next steps. And because they fall into a higher-risk category, they, they may need to act more urgently than someone who was younger with those exactly. same signs of symptoms. So this is something that if you have a concern, you would want to help get um, identification or, or um, some diagnosis of the symptoms as soon as possible. Well, thank you so much to Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's the Distinguished Service Professor and Chair of Geriatrics at Upstate and the Division Chief of the Center of Excellence for Alzheimer's Disease. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air.